Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Dean Kuluir here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope everyone is doing fantastic. Happy Friday to all of you tuning in. And a quick shout out to everyone tuning in from LinkedIn, from YouTube, from Facebook, and also to uh, Sweta's uh, audience as well, tuning in from LinkedIn and YouTube. Thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, as you're aware, I have an amazing guest today, Sweta Regmi's with me, and we're going to be speaking about culture fit. Uh, and I'm going to be bringing Sweat out shortly. Uh, don't feel shy. Feel free to start saying hello in the comments. Let us know who you are, where you're tuning in from, and uh, what questions you might have about culture fit, about navigating culture fit. What is culture fit? You know, is it a reasonable thing? Is it, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it like something completely irrelevant? Like that's what we're going to be discussing today. So before I go ahead and bring out Sweta, I did want to give you a quick word from my sponsor of this episode, and that is the 2023 Evolve Tech Summit, which is coming up in August, uh, which is sponsored by uh, Nipka and Black Tech. Uh, so that's going to be in August. I will be one of the panelists at this event as well. So make sure you check it out. For more information, just go to nipka.ca forward slash Evolve 2023. If you're an IT professional, this is definitely an event you don't do not want to miss. So make sure you come on out and check it out. Uh, so with that being said, now uh, myself and Sweta, we've been uh, we've been in you know we've collaborated a few times on LinkedIn, and uh, I was recently on Sweta's uh, LinkedIn audio rooms. So uh, if you're not a, if, if you if you happen to be someone who don't know who Sweta is, so Sweta is a founder and CEO of Teach and Do, with more than a decade of experience from the hiring world from top employers. She's a certified career and resume strategist, speaker, and LinkedIn community top voice for career development coaching job search strategist and a top interviewing voice specializing in empowering internationally trained immigrants and newcomers to Canada with her lived and tested career strategy. Sweta's recognized position as the leading job search expert to follow on LinkedIn has earned her media recognition and widespread exposure with her insights and strategies being featured by prominent outlets such as CBC National News, Global National News, CNBC, CTV News, City, City News, uh, Fox 26 News, Globe and Mail, Yahoo News, National Post, MSN, LinkedIn News, and many, many more. She hosts weekly live shows, which I highly recommend you folks check out, on career-related topics on Teach and Do Career Channel on YouTube. Additionally, Sweta's inspiring book, co-authored with 21 Resilient Women's Stories of Courage, Growth, and Transformation, also was an Amazon bestseller. So everyone, make sure you join me in the comments as well in uh, giving a very warm welcome to Sweta. Uh, she's a very busy person, so you know it's it's a huge honor to have her on my live stream. So Sweta, thank you so much for joining, and it's and it's so great to have you uh, here with me today. That's great. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. Because I felt like, was that me? Like, was that me? <laughs> was that me? And you said, I'm very busy. Never for you, Dean. Oh, thank um, you so much. I go to places where I feel there's a sense of belonging. And obviously, you happen to be one of them. So that's why we regularly collaborate with one another. And it's fantastic view that we share coming from the hiring background and who else out there uh, where I can partner together. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sweta. And uh, so, Sweta, look, we're here today. We're going to be discussing this whole challenge about culture fit. Now, we were briefly chatting before. I told you up front, you know, I'm, I, my thoughts on culture fit is, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to be speaking too much. Today, it's going to be all you. But, you know, as a recruiter, this is one of those things that I found very frustrating uh, because I feel like it's a bunch of BS, personally, like this whole culture fit thing. I presented, like, fantastic, amazing, highly skilled candidates. And... You know, when I get the response, and by the way, recruiters out there will agree with me. If you're a recruiter, make sure, you know, comment and let me know if you've experienced this as well. But 
you know, hiring managers just deciding to reject someone. And I'm like, okay, what's the reason? Why do you want to reject this amazing candidate? Oh, well, they weren't a culture fit. Like, what does that mean? You know, so it's, it was such a frustrating thing for me as a recruiter and so many recruiters out there. But Swetha, like, just so that we can define this for people who don't know what this is, what do organizations mean when they refer to cultural fit or culture fit? Wow. Where do I even start? I mean, like, for those of you who don't know me, like, I, I was a hiring manager. And, uh, you know, I'd be the first one to raise my hand. And I had no idea why am I rejecting. And I would say cultural fit. Yeah. I think... Um, after like, let's say, looking at it, my hiring journey as a hiring manager in award-winning company, I've self-reflected it, right? What does that mean? Because nobody actually sat down and then told us this is exactly what means to be cultural fit or not a cultural fit to the point that we have fired people, terminated based on the fit, what does that fit look like? And I, to me, now having that experience and seeing from the both side of the world as a hiring person, um, they're a loophole. So employers do not have to just say, this is why we're firing you, because that could that could actually potentially open that lawsuit and discrimination. And I think the cultural fit is something, it's really safe to go out there and say, you're not a fit. You don't have to give the reason, right? I don't like yeah. you. I'm not going to say I don't like you. I don't That's like right. your tone. I'm not going to say I don't like your tone. I don't like your accent. I'm not going to say I don't like your accent, right? And I think for people uh, people of color, people like us who have an accent, you don't have an accent. You you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but yeah. like people like me who have like who has accent, who are a newcomer in Canada, I'm an immigrant in Canada. Um, I would probably get rejected um, based on how I talk, based on my personality. And they would hide behind that soft skills. I'm like, how are you even measuring that soft skills? That's don't right. tell me you don't have a soft skills. Like, tell me, how do you measure that? And I'm huge on develop the soft skills. I'm like, how? How are you going to measure? Let's say if I've worked hard, how am I going to be measured, right? And I think there are a lot of discrimination and biases. And when people are trying to hire for cultural fit, what they're doing is they're opening uh, the can of worm, unconscious bias right there. And they're trying to say, um, you know what, we just want to work with a similar type of mindset. And that compromising, that compromises the DEI factor, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion right there. And it, we talk about it, we're preaching about it, but you're rejecting clients and like you know, everybody out there, the job seekers out there saying that you're not a cultural fit, define the fit because every culture is different. If you cannot define the culture, how are you going to reject it? Because the culture changes from department to department, employer That's to right, employer. Yeah. How am I as a candidate going to fit in? I'm not gonna try to fit in, enough with this bullshit trying to fit in, right? Mm -hmm. Hire me for qualifications. You're basing the hiring process based on the like, you know, based on if I like you, and personality and that's a whole like the biases right there so you and i are absolutely aligned and it's coming from the hiring manager who dropped the ball right i've yeah. learned a lesson would i go back and do it again absolutely not yeah and and it, it was it's just so frustrating right when you see so many like talented people i mean they have the right skills they have the right knowledge the right abilities and um you know these hiring teams they they not obviously not all hiring teams but it's just such a easy way to reject someone without like you said without having to explain anything and 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 you know further justify anything 
and and yeah i totally agree how do you measure like <laughs> how do you measure culture fit like it is it's not something you can measure and and you know analyze and that kind of thing so i uh, definitely agree with you on that and um you know is 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 so sweat i mean you kind of already alluded to this and i'm pretty sure I, I know what your response to this would be but uh is culture fit hiring outdated and if if yes why do companies still do this whole culture fit thing and, and what advice do you have for job seekers trying to navigate culture fit I always tell people, I work with a lot of immigrants and newcomers as well, right? And I was extremely lucky that I worked with the award-winning company where DEI was not even talk, but then we used to hire a lot of immigrants and newcomers as well. And I've worked with a diverse mindset. Um, and I'm extremely lucky that I can talk about it because I've seen myself in the room, um, boardroom with the leadership team where I'm probably one of the South Asian person, you know what I mean? So I, did I feel it at that time? Did I feel it that, you know what, I am the only person out there? Did I feel left out? Um, no, not at that time, right? Because I thought that, oh my God, they really like me. I can't believe they gave me this chance. Now when I'm self-reflecting back, I don't think they gave me the chance. You know what, I deserve to be there. I was talented enough to get that seat on the table. I don't think they did me any favor because no managers, no one will hire you to do your favor because we need to make them look good. The managers, you know, managers gonna get the promotion based on us. Yeah. Their KPIs and our KPIs are similar. We gotta look, we gotta look for those managers who believe in that mindset. And how you how are you gonna find out? you know what, just go to their website, start talking to them, call their contact center, use their product, see if there's people like you. That's really powerful when you actually go through that. How would it look like when you start working in there? And if you don't feel that sense of belonging, I've done that. I've asked when I got laid off later on in my life, I have gone around and I asked like, can I come in? Can I come and talk to you, right? And then I said, can you give me a tour of cafeteria? Can you give me a tour of your team? Can you give me a tour of your contact center, right? Mm -hmm. There's a protocol, security and everything, but they like you, you have that relationship. You can ask, do you feel that sense of belonging, right? Because the last thing you wanna do is that's your dream employer. And it's not gonna be a dream company if you don't feel that sense of belonging. People, we all can get into that a quota, hire for diversity, I'm going to hire South Asian person, black, Latino, whatever, right? Yeah. They have a quota. Companies, award-winning companies are measured. They're audited, actually. We used to have a system where executive is like, I can't afford to hire another like a male leader or white leader. We need to get some people of color because they're like pushing it at the end of the year. And that's when I understood, oh, we are a quota system. But then what happens with the employer? Are you a number? Are you going to be given the voice that's totally different right so yeah. you gotta talk to the people who look like you in there and ask them are you just a number or are you really given the voice because without the voice we can we can sit in the seat have a fancy title are you able to go and implement the process change are they going to do that are they are they having a lot of lot of red tape in there that you have to go and then feel that I don't think I don't think I belong here. These are the thing it's gonna be too late if you don't find that information beforehand. So I say research, 
better than quitting because no job is honestly worth mental health. I quit two jobs after. I didn't, I, I moved to the brand new city from Toronto. I didn't feel the sense of belonging. The employer who preached the DEI, I didn't feel it. They hired me for CODA probably, right? I didn't feel that I belonged there. So instead of fighting back, I said, screw it. I can be consultant now, right? This is when yeah. you get to decide how far do you want to stretch? Do you want to fight back or do you want to go now and be an advocate? And I call these corporate BS out all the time in my posts based on my lived experience. Yeah, that's and and uh, it's a great point you brought up about, you know, obviously there there are these DEI practices by by organizations, but uh, you know, you you also don't want to be someone that's just filling in a quota. That's what you're saying, right? Like you got to make sure you're not just filling in some spot for okay, they need a black person or or a brown person or or whatever whatever the case is. Uh, what are so so aside from, you know, speaking to people that that are, you know, probably at the company, uh, you know, that, that are maybe the same race of race as you or a person of color. What are some other things people can do to really figure that out? If they are a cultural fit. Yeah. Or, or, or that, uh, you know, the company's not just trying to fill some quota that they're going to be, you know, valued as a member of the team. And as you said, have a voice. So, you know, I've been looking at it. Things that matters to me right now is if you want to work with a company like that. So let's say um, holiday season comes in and Christmas season comes in. We all pump out the flyer like holiday season, give back and holiday. Right now, are these companies um, uh, posting, uh, let's say, the holiday for Diwali, Eid? right? There are so many diversity aspects to it, right? How are they showcasing their talent? Do, do they have people like someone wearing turban, hijab in there, yeah. right? Do they have someone in executive community, uh, let's say in a boardroom who sound like me, right? Someone has an accent that I feel like, oh my God, I could be there someday. A woman right there who looks like me, who's wearing hijab or turban, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you see that in that company? And if you just see all bunch of white male in there, nothing against it. I have had amazing white mentors in my life. There are people they fight for us. I appreciate them. But there are people like somewhere else. There are always going to be bad apple in every kind of race, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to go and then see, are you going to be fitting in there, right? And that's a giveaway for me personally. I tell my client as well, later one. You know, when they are going to reject you, first thing I want you to understand is, okay, are they rejecting you because you are somebody else that they're trying to, like, you know, say, you got to fit in? It's, it should be other way around. Immigrants are cultural ad. Don't try to tell us we need you to fit in. That's yeah, not well. how the DI happens, right? They left their home, but that doesn't mean that they left their brain and skills behind. All they <laughs> yeah, need, exactly. yeah, that's a good one. All they need is like literally some kind of directions, and maybe I get it. There's a gap. You have to know the local thing. If I move to s somewhere else, I need to learn the lingo, the jargon, like you know, culture and stuff like that. Right? That's learning process. But I'm not going to fit in to please somebody else, right? And that should be the other way around. We got to value that for immigrant especially newcomers, and especially if you're trying to get 1.5 million immigrants by 2000, like let's say in a couple of years from now, we got to do better than what we're doing right now. Like bridging yeah. programs not going to work if the same bridging programs are taught by people who've never traveled outside. They've mm -hmm. never hired the talent, right? Absolutely not. That's why people are not getting results on it, right? I mean, 
who is teaching those courses matter too to the immigrant. Don't tell me hidden job market is there. Don't apply online. We've seen it. We've had the huge like, you know, debate on that. I don't believe in it. If the jobs are not posted, you should be like literally holding accountable, like, you know, holding employers accountable. Why is it not posted? Is it fair? So that does that mean that newcomers and immigrant would have to go above and beyond to find these jobs? Like, how's the process fair? If anyone right now, award-winning companies are telling you, we don't post the job, it's all hidden, we hide it from you. That's not the employer I want to work with. I want to make it very clear process. I don't want to be hired based on networking. That's a biases now. I don't want to be based on, I don't want to be hired based on hiring manager likes me, right? I want you to hire me based on the qualification. As simple as that. How hard is it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, Swetha, you mentioned this term culture, culture ad. So what is, can, can you talk a bit more about that? Like what is culture ad versus culture fit? Give you a perfect example. Working in the industry where we've hired immigrants. I didn't even know that. And uh, now I kind of think about it. Oh my God, that just happened. So people had this ethnic name. And all, all, all the time, like I hired them, you know, stuff like that, all the managers as well. When the pay stuff came in, the name was, um, name was ethnic name. They had an English name, right? And I'm like confused, like who is this person? <laughs> and then the people, that's me, that's me. And I'm like, it was Oriental name, first Chinese name, right, on their pay stuff. And I'm like not understanding it. And everyone had that English name. I thought that's a norm out there. When people move from China, they would have English name and that's normal, right? And I had some of the Indian name who changed that Indian name to the English name as well. And I, it didn't click me at that time. Yeah. I didn't even bother asking. I'm like, okay, that's what they do, right? And then now fast forward so many, like, you know, um, years later, I, I was thinking, they were trying to be cultural fit instead of cultural ad. And I saw people wearing hijab all of a sudden after a couple of years. And they was they were always wearing it apparently. But then now they try to fit in. They got hired. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to be cultural ad. So the mm. cultural ad does not happen after you fit in. It happens right in the moment from the resume, not changing your name, whitening. If you Google whitening, whitening the name, there's a study out there. Same resume, same qualification, English name versus the ethnic name who got the call, who got hired, right? So what are we going to do about it? So we can't control those things. But do you want to work with the people who are trying to tell you cultural, like, you know, be a fit, right? What's going to happen? Can you imagine a little bit later on? I would rather not work for those employer who's going to screen me out based on my name because I don't want to fight. I don't want to be fit in later on. So you want to be cultural ad from day one without compromising your identity and moral ethic as well. But then again, I have I have done so many things that I'm not proud of it to fit in. And this is why I'm giving it away. It's not going to work in the long term. But again, there's a way to do it, to be a cultural ad by not pissing people off, right? Strategy is the must if you want to be cultural ad because you don't want to call out everything. You want to do it very strategically if you want to get that promotions, right? There's different technique. But bottom line is, being a cultural ad is something that you should be proud of. The fact that you can talk different languages, you should be proud of. It's not a weakness, right? The mm -hmm. fact that you have an accent, it's a cultural ad, right? So things like that matters to us when it comes to DEI. Yeah, I think that's, that's. Uh, I think that would represent true diversity. I mean, it's not just about race and, and all of that stuff. I mean, diversity of perspective, experience, 
all those things, I mean, wouldn't that be way more, I mean, useful to an organization rather than, hey, you got to come in here, you got to, you got to, you got to act this way, you got to speak this way, you got to do this way. I mean, that sounds very restrictive. It's not, it's not, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it doesn't make any, it never made any sense to me. And speaking about the the whole name thing, just a quick, quick story here. Uh, like many years ago, I was working in this, uh, in this sales role at a company, it was a tech company. And we were selling to uh, educational, uh, what was it, uh, schools in the, in the U.S. So after I got hired, uh, then my manager calls me in and he's like, look, this is really awkward, but I'm going to have to ask you to adjust your, your, your name, your last name and, and your first name. Because uh, there are certain schools that we sell to that they don't really like outsiders. So basically they told me to, you know westernize my 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 first and last name and and today i'm thinking is that even legal like to ask someone to do that i was like oh my god so anyway these things unfortunately do happen right and and uh, i'm 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 in total agreement with you in regards to that now sweta is is culture ad is that something job seekers you know truly have control or influence over or is that entirely dependent on the employer because if a company set in their ways and they're like, no, we need people to, to fit in. Like, are those companies that people should avoid or should there be more and more questions they should ask? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? A great question, Dean. It's two kind of thing, right? Like, you know, from job seekers and candidate perspective, there are things you can do to be a cultural ad um, without compromising your identity and who you are. But then I think there's uncontrollable factors during the hiring process, and that's not your problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's easier for us to sit here and say, don't be a cultural, like, you know, fit. But people have bills to pay. They give up. At the end of the day, they're like, I'm just going to try it and see they're desperate. They need to put food on the table. So I think, again, going back to the employer, um, we used to have policy, the abuse policy for employee. And let's say if clients are screaming and clients are using the, the term, like in a racist term, anything like that, when they hear, I used to work in contact center, right? Award-winning contact center. And if someone would actually um, call me out on accent or whatever it is, we would document it, we'll you know, note the file. And didn't matter to us if it was million dollar client, we had our abuse policy, we'd be sending them a warning, hey, you're not, you're not going to act like this. Mm -hmm. And um, it has happened once that everybody, the client, whatever, English name, come in, and then like, I want to talk to somebody who sounds like Canadian, who oh, do wow. not have any accent, who has English name. And then somebody transferred the call and the other person's name was Muhammad. He sounded like Canadian, but his name yeah. was Muhammad. Now, I want English name. And then it went to the other manager whose name was Indian name, but the sounded like Canadian. She was born here and he called her out too. Then we fired them, right? We, the million dollar didn't matter to us because we had that policy. So is your organizations like employers are going to have your back or are you like... I personally believe that for those people who are working in the customer service industry, customers are always not right. We're brainwashed that, right? We need to call things out and we need to have a policy to protect the employee when the things like that happen. We need to really have that balls to say, you can't talk to our employee like that. And you need to work with the employers like that who will protect you, who will have your back um, when every doors are shut down. Because as a minority person of color, if we see other people protecting us who are born in here, who are white, 
I feel powerful, right? Yeah. Instead of us fighting against each other, other people who have a privilege should be lifting us up to give us a voice. And that's when we go out there and then build that confidence. So cultural ad is something that it's culture within the organizations, within the employee department department, and it all boils down to how they are trained, how the leaders are hired, who is in the leadership team? Have they seen the world around? Enough of just hiring people who just are born here. You mm -hmm. need to hire people who've seen the world, right? And they understand the perspective from the outside world as well. Yeah, and uh, so, so Sweta, at, at the interviews, how do, like for the job seekers out there who might be wondering, okay, so, you know, I should present myself as a culture ad. How do they actually articulate that and, and present themselves as a culture ad at the job interview? I think asking the question, let's say, let's go back to the qualification, right? So when you, they were talking about the technical skills, you already have it. That's the reason you're getting interview. And what happens with a lot of newcomers that I've seen it, and you've probably seen it too, just the way you said it, was I'm presenting the client and all of a sudden, like, you know, they're invited for an interview. What's happening there, Dean? We know, right? They really like you on paper. Right. Exactly. And when they're sitting down, probably something's coming out on an interview, which is which is kind of like, OK, well, you know, what, the person maybe no Canadian experience coming out, but they're not going to reject you based on you don't have a Canadian experience mm -hmm. unless they're stupid and foolish. And if it's a regulated industry, then, yeah, but they should have disclosed that on the job description. Right. Mm -hmm. So they could probably say, well, we're looking for someone with a local experience. I would strategically call that out. Can you explain more on it, right? What would the local experience have versus what would I not have, right? So that would help you understand as well, not call it out like in a wall like this, but then there's a way to call it out and ask question. I always tell people, do not assume, seek to understand, right? Before assuming it, you're allowed to ask those questions strategically, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, they're trying to tell you to be a fit. I'm just going to hire you locally, but call that out and say, like, you know, if you're applying for marketing role for social media manager, whatever it is, can you please tell me what would the local person have? And what would I not have? What what specific skills I'm lacking? I'm willing to upgrade it. If you can point me towards it, I'm willing to work on it. I'm willing to upgrade my skills. What process do you have to train people? You can be social media manager for like an you know, award-winning company. When you go to a different sector, different uh, employer, you mm -hmm. still have to learn the tools yeah. and everything. They do it differently, right? What does it have to do with the local experience? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to hold them accountable strategically saying that, what am I lacking? So I can give you what you want kind of thing. Yeah, I really like that because it's it's like you're you're in a, in a very professional and courteous way. You're kind of calling them out, and you're letting you're, you're basically letting them know, hey, okay, how does that make sense? And you're kind of questioning that. So what you're saying is basically, you know, don't just take that rejection at face value. Probe and investigate a bit further, and be willing to to hear them out a bit more and ask them what exactly they mean by that. And I guess from there you can contrast that with your international experience or, or that experience outside of Canada. Uh, and, you know, I recruit in the tech industry. So for me, it's like this whole Canadian experience thing. It doesn't, I mean, it makes zero sense because IT technology is pretty much the same and consistent no matter where you are in the world. So uh, speaking of the, the this whole Canadian experience thing, and, and for those of you who might be tuning in from maybe other countries, maybe in your local region, you have something similar like lack of American experience or something. Uh, I mean, this is an issue faced by by people to in new countries. With uh, what are some some tips that you might have for navigating this aside from that great tip you just shared? <clears throat> I think uh, we um, as a newcomer and newcomers after working with so many of them, 
majority of us focus on what we don't have. It's, you know, we, it's a mindset sometimes. You got to understand if you're called for interviews, um, you're called for interviews. It's not about Canadian experience. They see it. Now it's coming across an interview that you are not able to handle those kind of job because they feel like, okay, well, the, the, there's a gap. And these majority of the people who've, um, who've never, you know, um, attempted to even know the outside part of the world are in a hiring place, a high, hiring place, right? And I think they don't understand how it works. And I'll give you one example. A lot of, um, I work with a lot of AML and banking sector, compliance employee and stuff like that. So majority of the immigrants, when they're applying for the role, they have that, um, and I don't blame them. They have that thinking of, I can do AML, I can do compliance, I can do fraud, I can do fraud and loss, yeah. right? And I'm thinking, wait, wait, wait. Okay, that was your responsibility back home? Yeah, we got to break it down. You can't, like, as a Canadian employer, like, I'm not hiring you for four different roles. Yeah. There's an accountability, there's a clear job descriptions. you can't even touch, like, you know, the other part, If especially if you're unionized, mm -hmm. you can't even touch a single job from outside. You have to stick to it. You can't even shadow. You can't even help out. You cannot even get cross-trained. So you've got to understand what do you talk about in an interview. Yeah. Interview is not about what you did. Interview is all about what they want from you. Only give the information they want based on the job description. We get into the spiral mode of I've done this. I'm I, I'm like jack of all. I know everything. I'm expert in everything. Dean, are you expert in everything? No, I am not expert in everything. We as an immigrant sometimes have to let it go and say, I don't know. It's okay to say, I don't know. But here's what I can do. Here's what I can learn. Right. And I feel like some mentality, it's a cultural perspective as well. When we say, I don't know you know what, they feel like no one should say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, it's really hard for us to actually say, I don't know. And sometimes when I get invited for guest speaker, I get randomly, and it's a community organization within our community. They invite me for a random topic. Mm -hmm. And I tell them I am not the right fit. But in their mind, it's like, oh my gosh, she's a big shot. She's not coming. But I'm very <laughs> real. I'm like, I don't think I'm the right fit, honestly, but here's someone you can invite them. We need to learn we're not the right fit for every role. So that's why you need to be an expert on it. Apply for the right role and you talk about that role only. Don't go like I'm an expert in AML and compliance because here AML and compliance is two different departments, mm -hmm. right? It's okay to have th that kind of skills, but you cannot be expert on both. Yeah, to totally agree with you on that. And um, so, so any, what, what are some final thoughts you might have, you know, and, and we're going to, by the way, for those of you tuning in, we're going to get into your questions now. So if you have any questions for Sweta, start putting them in the comments. Uh, any, any, any final thoughts regarding culture fit, culture fed, and, and the lack of Canadian experience, uh, Sweta? Um, I'm doing the workshop coming up um, on Monday. This is going to be five day course, which is for free. I haven't done this ever. I, in fact, I don't do free courses, webinars. I've attended so many webinars and free courses. I didn't feel like I, I learned so much. So I developed this framework for immigrants, especially immigrants in Canada who are struggling to bounce back to the right role and newcomers who are really qualified, but why are they not getting that? So I'm walking them through the career strategy plan that worked for so many of my clients, including myself. That's based on my live strategy right as an immigrant who's climbed up the ladder nine promotion within 12 years and gotten like you know ahead in life but that doesn't mean that you know what i didn't fail i got rejected too so that framework i'm teaching starting this monday for five days for free around noon and there's the link you can sign up we're going to be closing this soon 
you can go into my profile. It's on a YouTube handle as well at the bottom. You can see it. Sign up and save the spot. I guarantee you, like you will learn so much, so much. And you also get the workbook, homework and exercise as well. I've like literally, that's my baby. And I wanted to open this for immigrant uh, community. I want to create the immigrant community because I feel like we don't have much here. They have like too much misinformation. They're skaters. So I want to work with those people who are really capable and who are not able to bounce back. They need a little bit of directions, right? This is the class for them save your spot i'll see you and if you actually not able to watch in live you can get the replay as well a little bit later on for a limited time so i highly recommend and i'm going to be coming up with the immigrant um exclusive one size does not fit all career strategy and you'll get to see it as well i've never done this before and this is something is exclusively for immigrants we're going to talk about cultural ad and fit there and what goes in resume? How do you not talk in interview, right? Um, so in the organizations, like how are, when they're asking you this, how are they calibrating? How are you being scored? I have a framework actually used that I've used it personally as well as a hiring manager. I have a framework from HR people who worked with me together to develop that framework as well. So these are real technique I'm going to teach you on my class. So at least you walk away with great resources and then go from there and see what would the result be like. So I'm truly excited. I'm nervous at the same time, I've never done this, um, but I'm really excited for those immigrant community. At least I get to see their pain and we can tackle it in five days. Awesome, sounds good. And uh, the link again, I'm, I put it right here on the screen. It's teachanddo.com forward slash workshop. Uh, Swita, is this mostly for newcomers to Canada or uh, any? It's a newcomer. So basically it's a newcomer to Canada plus the immigrant who landed in Canada and they're still stuck in the survival job. They're not getting a role uh, that you wanted to. And I guess what? I have a lot of clients, past clients who made a six figure in newcomer Canada, people like Rishi, people like Ishra, who is in Amazon working as an HR manager, wearing hijab, right? I have real people, people like Kriti, who's going to come and talk about how did she get the job in 20 days and hopped and shopped and made more money. These are newcomer. They're going to come in and talk to you about it. It is possible, but it's not going to be possible without you executing it. And there's a right strategy and wrong strategy. So they're going to talk about it live on the show as well. If you join in, you will get to know their journey inspiring stories amazing so folks uh, tuning in make sure you check that out again the the link is www.teachanddo.com forward slash workshop and i think in the comments ebenezer was kind enough to copy and paste the link thank as you well. thanks ebenezer uh so make sure you check that out folks for more information uh sweta like um how can people who want to you know further connect with you or or find out more about how you can help them what's the best place for people to find you so I have maxed out on connections and I have like so many thousands of connections, like, you know, requests pending. So I don't connect because I don't have connections. LinkedIn has 30,000 connection limit. Follow me, engage in my content if it resonates and you can always message me. I'd be more than happy to reply back. And if you feel like you need more than that, there's an appointment calendar on my profile teaching you go to appointment. I offer 30 minutes discovery call just to see where you're lacking. And if you want to work with me, I don't work with everybody because I feel like I'm not the right fit for everybody, but I know that I'm right for somebody some there. And I'll, I'll recommend you um, where to go, maybe free resources. I have YouTube channel. You can consume the contents right there. I have blogs. I have TikTok, by the way. 
Find yeah, me. I have a thread. Yeah. Did you open thread? I open thread too. Oh, is it? How, how do you find it, by the way, so far? Like, you know what? Any anything? I'm just testing it out. The yeah. worst part was I I was not an Insta. I don't have a personal Insta account, just a company account, right? So I had okay. to open Insta just for that. And I have like probably two or three followers. Follow me on Thread, guys, because I'm not <laughs> getting any followers on Insta. Let's chat on uh, Thread. Awesome. Sounds good. So Sweta, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I look for, I think we'll be collaborating uh, on another of your future uh, uh, live streams as well. We're supposed to do that. Remember a LinkedIn yes, profile LinkedIn review profile that we review. did for audio live was a hit. Oh my God, Dean, we yeah. got to do that. So tune in for uh, with me and Dean, uh, probably coming down in August. We're going to nail, uh, nail down the, you know, uh, the time. Usually I go live on my channel Friday at 11. So tune in and Come in. It was amazing to do that uh, LinkedIn profile review. So it's uh, great. I can't wait to do that again with you, Dean. Absolutely. And uh, thanks so much for that, Sweta. And uh, look forward to collaborating with you again. And again, folks, highly recommend everyone follow Sweta. Uh, she posts so much great and practical information and advice. So make sure you definitely connect with her and follow her. And again, make sure you check out the workshop. Again, it's teachanddo.com forward slash workshop. Uh, Sweta, thank you so much, so much for uh, for your time today and and all the the uh, value, valuable information and, and knowledge you shared. Uh, look forward to collaborating with you again in the future. And thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend ahead. And everybody, take care. Thank you, everybody, and to immigrant out there. You know what? You left your home, not your brain and skills behind. Take care. I love that. Yes. Bye.